文学又要提供一种情感的渲染，因为文学。Literature should provide a kind of emotional influence. Literature uses its emotional influence to enlighten and sublimate people. So the emotion must be beautiful, elegant, and abundant. Ah Lai is a renowned contemporary writer in China. He has been publishing poetry, short fiction, novels, and essays for more than 40 years. Many of his books, such as Red Poppies and Empty Mountain, have been translated into dozens of languages and have been published in many other countries. Hailing from a Tibetan community and writing in Mandarin Chinese, Alai draws inspiration for his works from the history and culture of the Tibetan people. Although the background of each work is different, they all express his feelings towards his homeland and compel readers to think about the meaning of life. Alai was born in 1959 in a small village on the northwest plateau of Sichuan Province in southwest China. When he was young, he heard many Tibetan folk tales from his elders. Looking at the mountains, forests, and rivers in front of his door, and listening to the vivid examples of oral literature, a seed of imagination was planted in his heart. In 1977. Alai, then 18 years old, was admitted to a normal school in Sichuan Province, where he felt excited about being able to read so many books, especially on traditional Chinese literature. He was so fascinated that he immersed himself in a sea of literary works. I read non-stop at school. The reading room allowed students to read there without taking their book away. When it was getting close to the end of the day, I would deliberately sneak under the table or hide behind the cupboard and be locked in for the night. As the reading room was often closed during weekends, I would bring some food and go there in advance and let the librarians lock me inside, so that I could still read at the weekends. In 1982, at 23 years old, Alai published his first work, a poem entitled "Beat the Wings of Your Heart." The fledgling poet drew his inspiration from a visit to a monastery. One day, I was walking on the hill behind the school I was working at. There was a little temple on the hill. Two young teenage lamas were studying mural painting. I saw one of the lamas painting a bird, like doing a sketch of nature. He drew something to cage the bird, but suddenly he erased it and let the bird fly. I didn't think he was painting a bird; he was painting his heart. Following the publication of his first poem, the young man flew as high as he could in the world of literature, writing as much as possible. In 1989, he published his first collection of poems and fiction stories. In his works, Alai sings in poetic language about the mountains and the rivers of his hometown and the wider southwest China. He was like a rising star in the literary world. However, instead of being excited, he felt deeply lost. 
I had never felt so despondent in my life before. I wanted to become a writer, but I felt what I had to offer with my already published books at the time wasn't bringing anything meaningful to the world. So I didn't write anything for four years. If you want to write, first you must feel. So I decided to go out. For three or four years, I traveled around during the day. And read and ruminated at night, so I had a four-year hiatus from writing. During the four years when he stopped writing, Ali tried to rediscover himself and re-examine his role as a writer, as well as the relationship between himself and the outside world. In 1994, after a few years of traveling, he turned his attention to the folklore traditions of Tibetans. Devoting himself to the study of their culture and oral literature, through continuous accumulation, he finally completed his first full-length novel, *Red Poppies*. The book is based on a legendary folklore character and focuses on the extravagant and brutal reign of a clan of Tibetan warlords during the first half of the 20th century. The story is narrated by the chieftain's son, a self-professed idiot. Who reveals feuds, secrets, and scheming behind his family's struggles for power? Through the eyes of this character, the novel vividly and profoundly reflects the decline of the chiefdom system in a Tibetan-inhabited region. Ali recalls that the process of writing the novel was an odyssey for himself, albeit in his mind and heart. Across from my house was a very beautiful birch forest on the other side of a river. I started writing the novel in May, when spring had just returned to the plateau region where I have been living. The birch trees had just begun to bloom in May on the plateau, which is 3,000 meters above sea level. The most vigorous time of my writing was during summer and autumn. The forest was so green in summer and brilliant yellow in autumn. When the characters in my novel moved towards their conclusion, I felt sad. It was snowing outside and the birch leaves had all fallen. When I think of the book now, I forget many of the details, but I can never forget the scene of the forest changing at exactly the same time as the inner mood of my book. The novelist says, when he wrote the first paragraph of the novel, he already felt as though it would be different from the kind of dry and formal writing of his previous works. For many literary critics, the novel *Red Poppies*, which was published in 1998, has the beauty and elasticity of language. More importantly, there is a rhythm in Chinese which is derived from classical prose and poetry. As the author expected, the novel made his name. Two years after its publication, Ali received the Mao Dun Literature Prize, one of the top honors for a writer in China. He was 41 years old at the time, which made him the youngest winner back then. The Dangdai Bimonthly, a major Chinese language literary magazine, described *Red Poppies* as the best Chinese novel to date on ethnic minority groups. After the success of *Red Poppies*, Ali continued to seek new creative inspiration. In 2004, he completed a new work employing innovative literary techniques. Centered on village life, the book selected six relatively independent but interrelated stories to form a unique petal-style structure, 
This ingenious work was entitled Empty Mountain. The novelist regarded the new novel as a sequel to Red Poppies. I suddenly realized that Red Poppies was about the first 50 years of the 20th century. This period of time saw the decline and collapse of an old system, while the latter 50 years was about liberation. In a sense, Red Poppies and Empty Mountain present a hundred-year history of the region I described. And I felt that the second book should be bigger. I used a village as the center of the work, and every ten years as a unit. This is my longest book, having over 800,000 words. Ali did not want to be a writer who only focused on the writing. During the creation of Empty Mountain, he also served as editor-in-chief of Science Fiction World magazine. In 2006, his magazine serialized Liu Sexin's work, The Three-Body Problem, a highly acclaimed trilogy of Chinese science fiction novels. Under Ali's leadership, Science Fiction World magazine had a circulation of hundreds of thousands of copies, becoming the world's most influential sci-fi magazine at that time. Travelling, writing and editing, Ally's adventure in the literary world never stops. To make his literary creations more solid and rich, he delved deeper into Chinese society. In 2018, he wrote the script for a film about climbing Mount Chumlongma, the world's highest summit. After conducting in-depth interviews and research, Ally sorted out the main characters and plot and completed the script. Entitled The Climber, the work extends to more than 50,000 words, divided into 79 sections. It tells a thrilling story of Chinese mountaineers and reflects on the value of life. Alai says his writing was based on actual experience of Chinese mountaineers in their historic endeavor to climb the world's highest peak from its North Col in 1960. <laughs> To write this script, I interviewed people who had climbed Mount Chomolama. For instance, the first batch of people who climbed the summit in 1960. I interviewed all of them, including Wang Fuzhou, Gong Po, Zhu Yinghua, and Liu Lianman. Wang Fuzhou passed away the second year after my interview. I did the interview at a hospital in Beijing. He was too sick to get out of bed, but was very excited when he talked about the climbing. Through all his years writing poems, novels and screen scripts, Ali says the biggest source of inspiration for him as a writer is Chinese society overall and its culture. No individual life path is beyond the development of society at large. Our life doesn't exist without society. It's the responsibility of writers and literature to explore the relations between an individual's own life and the overall social development. A story is meaningless without resonance. All writers want to stir something inside their readers by presenting something in his writings that strike a chord with them. And our shared culture and history is where we can usually draw from and achieve resonance. Ally knows that to make his creations go further, he must establish a deeper connection with the people and the land under his feet. 
I was born in a remote mountain village on the northwest plateau of Strang province. It was schooling, literacy, reading, and especially writing that opened my eyes. I realized there was a bigger world beyond the mountains, and then I walked out of the small world. What is the right approach to the wider world? Confucianism has long indicated clearly that it is to read a lot and travel further afield. Book and road, knowledge and reality, theory and practice, all mirror and prove each other. As humble and diligent as he has ever been, Alai is continuing to explore ways to present China and its people to readers from home and abroad through his writings. If I have some success, it all has to do with reading and traveling. When I have trouble writing, I read books and seek answers from the wisdom of our forefathers. When I'm confused, I walk out of my study and travel in the vast world. I feel the immense beauty of the mountains and rivers of China. I feel the pain and tenacity of the country amid huge changes. I feel the growth and development of new forces in this ancient land. If someone asks me what I will do next, my answer is that there is no end to knowledge. So I will continue to read and learn. China is so vast, and I will continue to travel and delve deeper. I will love this magnificent country more and write about this era that is creating greatness. With that, we conclude this edition of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary people in China, follow us on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just key in footprints and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.